Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I am Jillian Landis, and I'm Marie Wallace, and we are your hosts today. Hello everyone and welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I'm Jillian Landis and I'm here today with Marie Wallace. Good morning. And today we're going to be talking about loving so much someone so much that it justifies their shadow side mm -hmm. and all of the reasons we give ourselves to put up with unacceptable behavior. So I'm going to start us off by um, sharing something that I wrote about this topic. And then we'll get started. Why on earth would someone stay in such a toxic relationship? I just don't understand why someone would allow another person to speak to them that way. It couldn't have been that bad. She seemed so happy. I would never allow someone to treat me like that. He's such a nice person. He would never be cruel like that. How does abuse happen? Why is it allowed to continue? Here's the deal. We often justify the shadow side with someone's light side. There is no such thing as a purely evil person. People are complex. Some of the scariest people that existed in history were known as friendly, kind, and intelligent. And on the flip side, some of the people most known for their generosity, empathy, and impact have been found out to, be, to have some of the most deep, dark, ugly secrets. We are a blend of light and shadow, all of us. When we fall deeply in love with someone's light side, it can be easy to use that love to excuse some completely unacceptable behavior. In intimate relationships, we get to see both the light and the shadow sides of our partner. Often there is an, an unspoken rule to keep all the shadow stuff secret. This is why it can be such a surprise when we find an acquaintance has just gotten arrested for child pornography, domestic abuse, violence, sexual assault, DUIs, etc. It's the shadow we all try to keep hidden until we can't anymore. I was deeply entrenched in a relationship with a man I loved dearly. He had a bright light side. We had so much fun. We loved deeply. I was adored and admired. I was given many gifts. There was passion and play. We wrote many love letters. We adventured together. I traveled the world. I poured my heart into my perfect home and garden. And I suppressed so much shadow. I never spoke about the tears I shed when he was too drunk to eat the dinner I made or watch the special movie I picked out. I never shared the loneliness I felt when I laid in bed alone at night. I hid the fear I felt when life was so very unpredictable. I shoved the shame away when I allowed painful words and cruel threats to drown my evenings. I buried the pain of betrayal when he would abandon our relationship for booze and drugs, the all-powerful mistress. Why? We love each other so much. No one would understand. He treats me like a queen most of the time. This is just a phase, and everything will go back to normal. I allowed my love of his light side to excuse so many levels of unacceptable behavior. 
I have been challenged to a new level of honoring my own worth. I can deeply love and fully appreciate someone's light side without excusing behavior that dishonors me or my values. I can unconditionally love someone without that love entitling them to my space. I can unconditionally love someone without betraying myself. The love we hold for anyone's bright light side does not justify abuse, mistreatment, or dishonoring of any kind. We get to hold new levels of honor and boundaries. Wow. Hmm. A lot pinged for me in that. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit heavy. Um, but so important to talk about because there are so many people out there suffering from abuse that feel like they're alone mm-hmm. and that they're the only ones going through it. And and it's because we're not talking about it very yeah. often yeah. that they feel that feeling of I'm the only one or or a select few, only these people in this space know. And I, I think people would be surprised to know how how prevalent abuse is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's on a scale as well of how from small abuses to great big ones and we hide it. Yeah, and as I'm studying more about abuse, I'm learning, um, <laughs> it's funny because it was right in front of my face, but it's, you know, when it's pointed out in a book or by somebody else, it's um, something you can see a bit is easier, but, um, you know, abusive partners are very good at only showing that side to their partner. Mm-hmm. They they often don't do it in front of anybody else. They don't do it to anyone else. Nope. Um, they they hold some very disrespectful, dishonoring beliefs about their partner or about that sex, and um, and therefore, you know, this it comes out in really ugly, awful ways. Um, in private yeah, and so often we justify these things you know or we excuse them by some you know they're an alcoholic they're mm-hmm. mentally ill they're you know they had a bad childhood they had a bad mm-hmm. life whatever whatever we choose to excuse that with um and it's it's not it's not a good excuse. It is not ever a justification to abuse someone else. I can have had a, um, a tough experience. I can have been abused or I, I could have a diagnosis that doesn't allow me to then harm someone else. Exactly. If anything, that would give me more empathy (laughs) not to harm someone else. So that, that is a total bullshit excuse to use. Um, don't let your partner off the hook or anyone no, off the hook. Anyone. To mistreat you or abuse you mm-hmm. simply because either they have moments where they are exceptionally wonderful to you mm-hmm. or they have um, trauma in their past or they have some other reason they're using to justify abuse. It's part of that cycle of abuse too when you start out in that cycle. They are, you do only see that light, fun, playful side, yep. and then it just starts circling around to where things start getting more um, more pressure on that person, and then they're starting to really start showing 
and then it explodes and it's usually a control thing too it's a power over instead of a power with relationship and then um you're in the middle of it and and again like you said it happens behind closed doors yep so no one sees that and no one knows it and i really related to the section where you're crying yourself to sleep and all the all the things that you really wanted that relationship to be that didn't come to fruition because of whatever the mm -hmm. the situation and crying yourself to sleep no one knows the truth about all that's going on she seems so happy i'm going <laughs> i remember that one specifically and the crying and just feeling so lonely and here i am in this relationship but i'm lonely mm -hmm. and um and it's a corrupt a corrupt relationship yeah yeah and i can remember um there was our our relationship had this reputation mm -hmm. that they're the perfect couple yep. you know they're both so lucky, you know, all these comments that um, we were like the model mm -hmm. couple. And for moments that was true. And so then, and, and this is an abusive um, strategy yes. that I'm, I'm now becoming aware of. Um, we can't let people know that part. <laughs> because if they do show, you know, how wonderful it is in public, then it is so much harder for that woman to share mm -hmm. then that this is also what's happening. Mm -hmm. And and that's a key too. I think some people, what happens is they leave a relationship and then they say it was all bad, it was all terrible, oh, and this is yeah. a horrible person. That's not the case either. Mm -mm. Um, I, I don't think that's the case for anyone like we all got into relationships because there were some really wonderful pieces of that person. And things that we needed to learn and grow in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Going back to previous things we've talked about. Yeah, and so those moments are not any less real. No. Those moments were real, um, but they don't justify unacceptable behavior. They don't justify dishonoring behavior. Yeah. Mm. Tough subject. It is a tough subject. Um, and this isn't just in romantic relationships. This no. can be in friendships. This can be even in family relationships. Um, oh, we can I've experienced that. <laughs> deeply love elements of a person or a relationship and still say, you know, this relationship isn't working for me or I need to, I get to hold better boundaries, different boundaries, bigger boundaries. I'm glad you brought that up. Because a lot of people I work with have that commitment to family somewhere. Yeah. It was ingrained in them that family, and family is great and awesome and cool. But if they are dishonoring to you or they are disrespectful or abusing you verbally, because that's kind of sometimes what happens. Well, you need to be here because you're family yeah. or you need to do this because it's family. Those are all ways to bully you yes. into getting you to do what you want them to do. And so um, I would like to let people off the hook that family is is just a relationship that you get to honor and respect. And, and I, I'm living proof that you can level up your family just as well as any other relationship. Mm -hmm. 
and people will honor that or not. But you have to be willing to let them go. You have to be willing In to let them go. any of these relationships mm -hmm. that you want to create a space of honor, you have to get to the point that you are willing to respect and honor yourself at any cost. Any cost. And I'm not talking about just people. I'm, I'm talking about in every area. And, and I'm not saying that you just jump into this and that, <laughs> that, you know, it takes what it takes. You get to the point when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to get really, I'm, I'm very stubborn. I am too. <laughs> um, Maybe that's why we're good it friends. It took a lot of pain before I finally said, fuck this, <laughs> I'm going to jump. Um, but um, this isn't just in relationships, this is anything. You know, work, um, they get to have a level of honor, right? Um, I get to be honored for my time. There gets, gets to be an equal exchange mm -hmm. with friends, with family, with um, romantic relationships, every single work relationships, work relationships, all of it. Um, but I am never able to hold that level of honor for myself until I get to the point that I say, no matter what the cost, no matter what, no matter what the cost, I will honor me. Mm -hmm. I am not I available might be alone the rest of my life. Yeah. I might not have that dream job it, it it there's so many things in that yeah i mm -hmm. might might not have that friendship that i really wanted uh but it's not worth it's not worth the, the whatever the thing is it's mm -hmm. not worth i had to get to the point um it's not worth crying in bed at night no it's not worth being woken up in the middle of the night it's not worth being degraded it's not worth Having your guts turned inside out. It's not I mean, worth being entirely at the mercy of someone else. No. It's not worth it. And um, I was willing to lose it all. And that's such a scary position when you make that jump because you don't know how it's all going to turn out. You know you're going to lose it all and you don't quite know how you're going to rebuild it. And a year later, like... Wow. I, uh, wow. So You can't I, believe your life when that happens, yeah. right? So it was almost exactly a year ago that I left my toxic marriage, the one that I, I wrote about, um, that had lots of, of beauty, but also um, a lot of shadow stuff going on and cycles that were only getting worse. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I remember reading my journal entry. The last journal entry that I wrote before I left was on 11-11. And, um, and that journal entry, something switched in me. You can, you can hear it in my voice. It's still, I still read it and, and feel like, wow, it's heavy. But I reached a point where I said, um, my needs get to be honored. My needs get to be honored and I'm ready to meet those needs unashamedly. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, at some point, I don't know what the exact day was, but I left. I don't know the exact date that I left my relationship, but I remember that moment. I, and I had woken up from sleeping, and I just went, I'm done. Mm. It's just that switch. It's it, And it feels like all of a sudden, but you know you've been, been growing courage, maybe. It could be that you're growing respect for yourself and what you want and honoring yourself. It could be, it takes a lot to get to that point, but when you get to that point, you just know. Yep. 
And so if you're still in a relationship that you feel that's not honoring you, know that right now may not be that time, but you'll know. Yeah. You'll just you'll just gradually grow that muscle until one day you go, hmm, I no longer choose to live that way, to live in isolation, to live in in that crying, mm -hmm. disconnected. I wasn't willing to wait anymore. Right. That's true. That's, that's true too. That's yeah. what happened for me. I was not willing to wait anymore. Yeah. Um, at the point I left, um, there was a short period of sobriety, which created enough safety, I think, yeah. for me to leave. I wasn't so off balance. Um, but I realized, I realized I was just waiting for the next round and that it was very likely that that was going to come again. And, um, and there were still a lot of, now I recognize abusive patterns mm -hmm. with or without the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mine was gambling addiction. I, I, I had a relationship of alcohol as well. Mm -hmm. You just, you you never know. And you, like you said, I'm not willing to wait any longer. It could, it could work out and it couldn't. Yeah. And, you know, looking back now, a, a year, I, I hardly recognize that, that girl, that woman from a year ago. Um, you know, when I read my journal or I see little pieces of things or I hear little pieces of who I was, um, I love that woman that had the deep courage mm -hmm. to decide because she's bad in the face of all the fear because there was so much there um and stories that we tell ourselves of what what's going to be around the corner oh yeah there's I so no many stories <laughs> i had no idea how i was going to take care of myself that mm -hmm. was the biggest one because that had been really um pounded in my head mm -hmm. was uh that I wouldn't be able to take care of myself. We believe it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it all had to get bad enough. And then what's really beautiful is <clears throat> you burn all the bridges. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, you lose it all. You that do. big scary moment. And then, Wow, I you know I I've when you have that moment of darkness too, sometimes oh, yeah. it's a you really long. It. You sit in it because all you have is you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all you have is a lot of time and to face it. I mean, and I I understand why a lot of people go back mm -hmm. um, because that that is period that's so raw in the beginning is is so tough. Um, and I left like right before all the holidays. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really tough time. <laughs> um. But yeah, you know, um, we were so scared. Our perception is that it's going to be so hard to rebuild. But I've watched a couple people rebuild. And, and mm -hmm. like most women are laughing at themselves going, well, what was I so scared of? Yeah, what was so hard about that? Um, and I look now at the life that I have and I'm like. <laughs> well, we were blessed with support that we that we didn't maybe know at the time. Mm -hmm. I think we find out that there is support as we make those courageous yes. decisions. A lot of times it's just like, I think that's where our stubborn comes in very handy because it's like I'm I'm willing to eat ramen, <laughs> stay in someone's whatever basement, it whatever takes. it takes. Whatever it whatever takes. Whatever it takes. 
And um, anyone that's familiar with like the archetypes, yes, um, it's that warrior energy. Yes, that says, it does not matter. It does not matter. Whatever to the it death. takes. To the death. Or I guess that's the lover archetype. The I think lover. it's the warrior too. It's that that uh, battle cry, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm stubborn. I'm I'm gonna make it through. I know I am. And mm-hmm. So there's a little bit. I think it's a little of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the the prostitute is the um, shadow side of the lover, and the prostitute is you know it's too much, it's too hard, it's too um, you know it, it'll it costs too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I had a lot of those voices. And how is it on the other side, Jill? Oh man, <laughs> I hardly recognize my life. I know, it's hardly so cool. recognize it, and. Um, I, I actually looked at a picture. I just had a, a bodybuilding show recently, and so I was looking at like before and afters before I started mm. my um, my competition journey, and now uh, close to two years later, and um, it's a it's such a difference. Just not in not just in my body, but I look at my face. I it's, and, photos are very telling because yeah. you can see people's pain in their faces. And and I wouldn't even say pain. I would say like I look at the two versions of myself and I see smallness. Mm. Maybe I a see, little haunting too. I see a little like timid mm. person. And I still had my courage then too. I still had I still had um, a lot of stubbornness, a lot of sure. life in me, but I had a lot of compromise. I had a lot of toleration, um, which I didn't realize how much that took from me. I didn't realize how much that stole from me. I had a myth in my head that told me, um, I could have both. Mm. I could be powerful and I could allow these things. Well, compromise shows up in your body in your emotions mm-hmm. in your health mm-hmm. it, yeah you can and see. so post you know burning all those bridges and letting go in being yeah. willing to do whatever it took being willing to let go of anything and everything that stood in the way of honoring myself um you can you can physically see the difference mm. um you can see the the lightness you can see just the power interesting you just see the power um, and I've seen that happen in multiple women, you know, and I'll, I have too. it's, it's amazing. It's amazing how quickly that change happens too. I've seen, um, pictures of people who were in addiction and went through programs and did a lot of self, um, evaluation and self work mm-hmm. and see pictures side by side. And you can see, like you said, the lightness because yes. just those addictions, those compromises, all of that just, it, it's like a weight on you mm-hmm. and you can see but it. You're giving your power away. That's Truth. what's happening yeah. is you're giving your power away. You're subjecting yourself to someone or something else. You're at the mercy of, of something outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so when you take back that autonomy and you say, I'm the one making my decisions mm-hmm. and I will no longer ask permission. I will not ask permission from a substance. I will not ask permission from another human being. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow what lights up my heart no matter what with complete abandon. No matter what. And when you hit that point, like there's there's just 
um, an aura, an energy, a mm -hmm. power about you that is, it's contagious, it's magnetic. Oh, that's what I was going to say, magnetic. <laughs> On the same wavelength, yeah, people are attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Well, it's empowering to them as well. It's like, oh, and I think you mentioned this in a previous episode, how watching someone else power through a mm -hmm. difficult relationship it just gives you the courage to do that yourself and then you become the role model for the next person and the next and it just kind of ripples out yeah totally very empowering in fact there's a couple of women right now i've kind of been going through a challenging time with um as i'm speaking out um there are people that don't want me to speak out mm -hmm. and share about things that happened and um even though like Wanting to stay in the shadow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I feel sensitive about what I share. I, I hold a space of honor in that. Um, but there there's just stuff that that they don't want shared. And so I've dealt with some threats and things. And um, there are a couple other women that are going through similar things and not, not deciding to back down. Mm -hmm. And so it's very empowering to know that there are other women out there walking the same path and who are not deciding to stay small and will support you mm -hmm. hold your hand through it <laughs> and that this gets to be a collective thing not just an individual thing this is not just me this is a collective cycle being broken and I get to be part of that I know that's force. a cool feeling oh. it is a cool feeling yeah it is a cool feeling um sometimes Sometimes there's um, temptation to back down or to be quiet or, you know, the, the fear wants to be in the driver's seat and it doesn't get to be. Um, and uh, so, you know, with that, I would say, like, if any of you out there are also your own justice warriors, yeah. like, I, I'm encouraged by hearing your stories. Um, and yes. we all are. Um, and we're so much more powerful when we do share, yes, I left something that was so scary to leave or I'm speaking out about something or I'm, you know, I'm in the middle of a court battle or I'm, you know, experiencing this intimidation or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you're a badass. Yes. You're you a, are badass. a badass. And that's inspiring to everyone. That's inspiring to me. Um, and, and we all want to hear it. We're so much stronger when we hear each other's stories and when we know other people are in this battle too. And Please share your stories with us. We, mm -hmm. yeah, we would love to hear them and share them and mm -hmm. talk about them. And, yeah. and if there's a particular topic that would encourage you and support you in walking whatever battle you're facing, like we want to hear that too. Yes. Or questions. Yes. Yeah. There are people out there we know that have experienced some big trauma and some abuse and there are veterans that are listening yes. that, you know, shout out to you guys. You guys have had a difficult yes. path. And, um, no, you're not alone. You are not alone. I'm here. Marie's I'm here. <laughs> um, we know a whole bunch of people that yeah, are there. Yeah. And we're, we're all so much stronger when we hear so about each other's together. pain and each other's like overcoming because we are all overcomers. We're badasses. So share your stories with us. Yes. Um, stories of overcoming are so powerful. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, we just show up in my office every week and get to have these <laughs> juicy conversations, but know, we don't awesome. always know 
who's who's listening out there yeah. what you think how you feel we want to know like share share some of that yes. goodness with us and, and um, share with your friends yeah share with your friends share that might podcast. be needing some encouragement some uplifting yeah yeah please please share us out and and give us some love yes <laughs> let us know love. that that we're making some sort of an impact um, we want to hear that. So with that, like, we love you dearly. Yes. And we'll be back again next week. Every Thursday, we're here with a new episode. And um, we're looking forward to chatting with you again. If you would like to contact us, my email is defytheaverage at gmail.com. You can also find me at boiselifecoach.com. And you can reach Marie at mariesgold.com or my email is marie at mariesgold.com so that's m-a-r-i-e-s g-o-l-d because sometimes people go what's that marie's can't put apostrophes in this marie at mariesgold.com we'd love to hear from you Mm -hmm. yes yes all right with that we'll wrap it up we love you we'll talk to you again next week and have a great one bye-bye